Warning, this podcast may feature adult language and themes and is not suitable for younger audiences. You have been warned. to another episode of Hapless Heroes. Uh, let's start with our character introductions. To my left, we have Joe playing Ezra. Hi. We have Mike playing Quinn. Hello. We have Dave playing Zero. Hello. We have a newcomer tonight. We have my friend, dear friend Zach playing Paradil. He'll be showing oh, up later. Thank you. Yeah. Hi. And finally, we have Hoblet played by James. Good evening. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to start off this episode by telling you guys I'm really sorry. But we actually had recorded part of this and lost the audio. So Ooh. we're going to catch you up on what happened last week and in the last however long we've been playing. Probably about 20 minutes. So, deep apologies. So, the group last time we met had made it to the farm uh, for Tabby's family and practiced their amateur carpentry and animal handling skills to m- moderate success. Me. <laughs> and... Uh, Afterwards, met with 31 Squared to figure out, you know, essentially how they could help him. I mean, that's what they were there for to begin with. And he essentially worked out a way that they could help him get to another plane of existence, so to speak, so that he could run from where the Modrons hunting him would no longer be able to find him and would not come looking for him in this realm. And he tasked you with finding the hair of an ogre and the blood of a devil to create this portal key. And you guys had, we had at the end of the episode, we're at the mouth of the cave, uh, you know, ready to see what was going on. Well, since we just played through that, why don't we, uh, you know what, keep things interesting. No, you know what, you fucked up. We're going to recap. Play by play. Here's how it went down, kids. Because Fran forgot to turn the mic on. And it totally doesn't involve any team killing. Right. No team killing at all. No happened. team killing at all happened. Okay, so it actually <laughs> happened though. So Hoblet, they... Hoblet runs up to the front of the cave. Uh huh. Sees the ogre with a, a little guy trapped in a cage. That's me. He shoots a bolt, <laughs> allegedly at the ogre. <laughs> rolls a one because that's all we freaking do here. <laughs> Hits the cage and destroys it, freeing the gentleman in the cage, which happened to be Paradil. I'm naked. Naked and afraid, <laughs> Paradil scampers across the floor through the ogre's legs, tripping, yet diving, somehow managing to get over to his gear. Uh, the giant then smashed the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I killed you. Yeah, and then Quinn, oh yeah, then then Quinn uh, Quinn killed me. Well, he he downed you. He downed me. Uh, but in a I, I would say in a crazy yeah, turn of events, yeah. Ezra. Came in and got four hits off. Did a significant amount of damage. As usual. As usual, saving the day. <laughs> Zero cocked back, landed that fucking crossbow like he always does. Paradil ended up getting dressed. But while Paradil <laughs> was getting dressed, 
I happened to roll a fucking 20. <laughs> so I stood up. And I cast a bunch of spells on myself that now you don't get to hear about, so you can't even bitch if I did it wrong. <laughs> and um, I ended up coming out with nine hit points. Uh, after all that was said and done... Uh, we got the hair. Yeah, Peridil, Quinn, Ezra, and Zero managed to down this bitch <laughs> and get the hair that we needed. And here we are now, because Fran turned the mic on. I'm going to go ahead and go that. This all really happened. That was going all really happened. That's exactly what happened when the recording was off, minus all the rolls and me messing up. So, you know, hey, if you want to do the recap every time. Okay, so yeah, you guys have the hair of the ogre. We're back in the room. We are recording. I see I see the sound waves are moving. And, yeah, what do you... Now you're left with the devil. Get... Um, and actually, before we do that, uh, Peridot, yeah. you're, you're, you just met these fellas, and they just kind of saved your life. Do you have any words? Oh, yeah, so we're all we're all still kind of in the cage, and now there's this clothed... In the cave. We're in the at cave. the mouth of the cave. Yep. Yeah. Where there's this yeah. clothed little guy. There is yeah. no cave. There's a cave, which is now rubble, that we have advantage against. Peridot, would, so, like, uh, would you like to describe yourself for the audience? Uh, sure. I'm uh, a little rock gnome. Mm-hmm. I'm a fighter. Mm-hmm. Used to be uh, a guild artist, and I used to be a weapons maker. Wait, physically? Yeah, also? physically. Okay. Physically. That's really all I'm looking for, because you can talk. You know. Um. You know, I'm a short guy. I'm yeah. a gnome. I'm about like two and a half, two seven inches, maybe. Yeah, sure. Um, balding, but with sort of like a douchey ponytail as balding guys. I have like really wild sideburns and eyebrows, but a very trimmed beard and no mustache. Just the beard. Yeah. <laughs> Understood. And uh, and what do you say to the group? I have a scimitar. Oh, you do. So it's like so my prized possession is my scimitar. Hmm. Miniature midlife crisis through for Howlett. Yeah. Sure. I don't know <laughs> what that is, but <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Somebody listening will get it. I'll feel lost. Yeah, you have, yeah, you, you have the one guy. We love you, man. So, yeah, Perida, what do you say to these um, these fine gents? I sort of raise an eyebrow and say, Thanks. What's your deal, friendo? <laughs> How'd you wind up in that cage? Well, my name is Perida Lincoln Woods. I used to be a master weapons crafter until the foul upheaval of Ool. Hmm. <laughs> I think actually everybody in this party would know what that is since we would all know. Yeah, but I don't. Well, maybe Hoblet would have even been alive for it, but Hoblet, Hoblet actually, yeah, well, the, yeah, the gnomes, the gnome, you know, Hoblet and Ezra and Peridot would definitely have been alive for it. Yeah. My God, what is this? A senior citizens tour here? <laughs> yeah, I'm like twenty. Are we going, yeah, are guys are going to Denny's for the yeah. silver dollar breakfast for Thursday brunch? <laughs> I'm like I'm, I'm 16 or 64 I'm, I'm pretty young I'm like 250 <laughs> yeah, Oh for so. Alvin standards I mean Yeah That's that's like prime Yeah, yeah That's That's <laughs> <laughs> well, good Alright uh, <laughs> I should add I should add That uh, Upon The destruction of Ool My business was ruined And I Went out to seek Culprits and to make a new name for myself as a fighter in the world. I see. You ran into this ogre in the woods? Let's just say I was overly confident. 
<laughs> Touche. Not overly confident. <laughs> <laughs> Was, was, there like a, was there like a, like a pun module installed inside of Zero? Like when he <laughs> yes. Okay. His programming involves dad joking at regular intervals. Fantastic. <laughs> All right, yeah, so what do you guys do? Do you still have... Should we... I mean, he's just a little guy. Should we let him join our crew, or should we have like a side parlay to see if we want to chat out having him join our crew? What? How do we want to play this from here? I position myself to very well display my scimitar. (laughs) (laughs) You guys want to see if he wants to roll with us? Let's see if he wants to fight first. Just wrestle. Just kidding. What the hell? (laughs) (laughs) We're going to jump into the gang. This isn't the crypts here. Let's jump him in. We could could jump him in. We could jump him in. We could jump him in. Do we want to jump him in? Well, I figure... Did any of us get jumped in? Well, how many times have we killed you now? <laughs> At least four. <laughs> we'll consider this an initiation process, probably, then. Yeah. Right? Could, yeah. Sure, yeah. I mean, we could think of it like um, that, or we could think of it like yeah. it's going to happen eventually anyway. Right. He kind of gets jumped in just by being with you guys. So, <laughs> since it sounds like we're off talking, I got an idea. Let's ask him if this mission... He, if he wants to join us, we're going to try to get the devil's blood. It'll be like his test, but this is our reward since we took the contract. And then from here That's on out, if he's good, he's in the crew. Uh, Quinn agrees. The more around him, the better. Yeah, this is your test. By the okay. way, Hoblet's voice is never quiet, so you actually heard that whole conversation. <laughs> All right. <laughs> his, his whisper is more of a stage whisper. Right. <laughs> it's not a yell. <laughs> not good at things like that. All right. Um, uh, yeah, I sure I'll prove myself worthy. All right, so we're off Let's to roll. see the devil. The devil, the devil. <laughs> uh, Is there any shot we I can roll dice to get hit points back, or should we just keep rolling? Well, we should at least get a, be able to take a long rest. Now yeah, should we be able? To, can we rest? Since, a long rest? Yeah. No, a short rest. I'm yeah. sorry. You can take a short rest. Use my words. Absolutely. I mean, that hovel's empty now. I want to. I want to. I want to search the hovel. Around, yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I'm. I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so you guys go down into the hovel. I mean, there's really, it's, it's a bunch of bones of varying sizes with, you know, the meat sort of still stuck to pieces of them where he must have, you know, cooked or eaten some creatures. There's some deer meat, wolves, some humanoid shapes as well. I know where the ogre keeps his wallet. <laughs> yeah, they don't, he, doesn't, he doesn't carry a wallet. It's, it's, a, it's a hide loincloth. All right. <laughs> it's your friend's skin. Yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing, there's no, there's nothing of value. Um, mm-hmm. Down below in here, um, you know. Just, just Ooh, am I able to take his smashing stick to use, or is it too big? It's like a six foot tree trunk. Damn it! <laughs> and I'm like a three foot door. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. Fine. I mean, yeah, I'd say six fortune favors is, the bold, but and it really, it's nothing more than just a great club. You know, it's not like it's any special of a weapon. It did pretty good damage to me because he's a very strong ogre. Just say large club. Um, yeah, so nothing really of value down in here, though. But you is, have the hair. He, he, the, yeah. the ogre, I'm assuming, is still oh, strewn about the floor. He's he's uh, he's out he's out front. Down. Okay, okay. But just so we can take a short place. rest in here. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Does that mean I get to roll hit dice? Yes, you do. You do. Get All right, we are taking a short rest. Montage. Yeah. Short rest in montage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So we finished the short rest. <laughs> And uh, now you guys remember that 
31 squared told you that um, Trias and Romus, or it, what you know, goes by the name of Rosie Mardison, and you guys remember meeting a cat like that back at the Gold Canary Thursday brunch. Mm-hmm. Hell of a brunch. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry so, you missed it, Paragon. Goat milk mimosas to die for. Ooh, fiddles. Um... <laughs> 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 uh, and, you know, you guys remember Razi, and he, he, he explained that he's actually a, um, a devil sort of shape-shifted into a human running from the multi-universal employee, or, uh, employees, yeah, the employees, no, the authorities, and uh, it's kind of taken up residence in Arlon, which is, you know, the nearby city. And you have an address, so uh, we off to Arlon. Anyone want to do anything before that, I guess? Well, it's not like we're going to sit around and wait for Thursday brunch. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Today, or yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, so we'd be here for six days. Yeah. Thursday brunch. <laughs> <laughs> That's, we don't even have that much time. No. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, we're off to... Uh, are you guys um, going back through the woods? Is there another way? Four hours around. Back through the woods. Back through the woods. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, just gonna roll a percentiles here to see if how quiet this uh, stroll through the woods is. Yeah, uh, you guys. I mean, you know, you hear some rustling in the bushes, but I think it, you know, because of the time of day, and there's there seems to be a little bit more light poking through today uh, into this into this area. You proceed unimpeded. We proceed with the woods strolling montage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we're now at the gates of Arlon. Um, to read, you know, just to the the guards. It was you notice it was the same ones that were posted up yesterday, and he just kindly reminds you all, you know, mind the mind the city rules, sheath your weapons, you know, come on in. You guys going straight to Razi's? Yeah. yeah, his residence is in the town proper. Yeah, so. It's sort of in like the the nicer area of town, hmm. um, where like some of the rich folk live, you know. So when you get to you know when you get to his house, you can see it's I mean it's a really nice two story home with a small fenced in front yard. The construction definitely looks much newer than the uh, surrounding properties, but uh, the arch- and, and, and although the architecture is similar, the whole structure seems to be built sturdier than its neighbors. Um, the windows are shuttered closed, and the front door has a large iron knocker in the shape of a grinning gargoyle. What time of day is it? Well, let's see. After I would I would say at this point, we're, we're probably around like high noon, one o'clock maybe. High noon. It's a broad daylight. Yeah, broad daylight. <clears throat> These guys are standing there. Yeah. Zero. Just, I'm, well, I'm trying. Can't to believe we got here so quickly. <laughs> I mean, Quinn, Quinn, I think is kind of thinking uh, along the lines of being a bit more diplomatic. But again, he's trying to get blood off this guy. So, I mean, how how good of a talker do you think you are? You might be able to. You know, so to, far, I've been terrible. But do you? Believe, <laughs> but, but what do you believe? Well, I believe I'm a good talker. There you go. Yeah, right. but shooting Hoblet isn't good diplomacy. <laughs> Um, Hashtag never forget. <laughs> I'm just, I guess, oh I guess as the player, I'm trying to think of a way I can get his blood without really arousing suspicion. 
Okay. Can and we, so I guess I kind of like bring that to the attention of the of the rest of the group. Can we not just ask the first for thing uh, we should think about if we don't <laughs> want to arouse suspicion yeah. is maybe not doing this during broad daylight. Well, that's what I was thinking too. Right, but you're also around the clock. I mean, he's right. a devil, not a vampire, right? I mean, at this point, right, which is probably thirty-one squared had estimated <laughs> you guys were able to get we were going to be able to get both reagents within seven point two hours, which right. would put you guys yeah. opening the port within eleven something hours. So, are you trying to convince him? To give us, give us his blood. Yeah, I said we just asked. Cantrips are not against my spells, right? That's correct. You can cast them as many times as you want. I have a cantrip called uh, Guidance, okay. Mm -hmm. Which, if I touch you, I can add one d4 to the ability check of my choice. So if you're trying to do something, I could of, of his choice, right? Yeah. So like I could, we could add a d4 to your. Like persuasion, yeah. deception, whatever. Sure, it is. Right. So whatever you want to do, is that something that maybe I should do right now? Okay. Um, go for it. Yeah. It, I mean, if you're I, if you're going to so go I'm through, gonna, so if, if this is a, if this is our tack, I would obviously need a little bit of maybe like what fifteen minutes to kind of don on uh, my my fine clothing and and get myself proper in order to present myself. Okay. Sure. Sure. Um, He's a devil. Hey, hon. Yeah. I have an alternative idea, thinking as a very rules-minded, you know, sure. straight-laced, you know, programming kind of individual. First thing I want to think of is just think back to um, reading the rules of the town. Um, if someone attacks us, are we free to defend ourselves around here? Yes, but you would assume that there's definitely a, there yeah. definitely <laughs> still need to be a trial of some kind. So that if we were to defend ourselves, mm -hmm. we sure. might be out of the clear. True. So, we get them to attack us. Or, do any of us know enough about anything to somehow convince this guy to come outside of the city with us? Could we tell him we have something to show him? And then once we're outside the city, we can do whatever the hell we want. I don't, But I don't what, know what... What could we have that he'd want? I know a lot about weapons. <laughs> Dude, this is the devil we're talking about. I mean, and well, again, if, if, I have, if I have your, your bonus... Uh, there, I mean, I can persuade him, hopefully, of me being anyone or anything. To, to meet your arms dealer friend? What if we told him about 31 squared and said, we know somebody who isn't, aren't those the guys who are trying to hunt after him? The Modrons no. are. The Modrons are. Right. This, is Modron. this, is, this is the Modron. Well, he doesn't know that. Right. We tell him we know where a Modron is who's coming after him. Granted, it's not true, but he'll leave the city with us to come hunt him. Wouldn't he? Maybe. We don't have to tell him that the Modron's not there looking for him. He just knows the Modrons are looking for him. We tell him we know where a Modron is. And you already know the guy, so when you approach him and shake his hand, you can do the spell. He he might recognize Quinn. us from the bar. We didn't have a bad experience in the bar. Well, he would cast a spell on Quinn. Oh, right. Okay. He's going to cast on me to persuade, to persuade him, him. To help him persuade him better. So you, would you be going up to the door alone? No, because I have to touch him. So that yeah, but you, you can touch him and it still lasts. And then I, for, I walk up. Well, but I figure if shit goes south, I'd rather have my smashing self there with you than just. Say, or would it the kind decreases? of nobleman that would knock on his door would not have concierge with him? Right. So you probably would have to go up by yourself. Are you okay with that? See, that's where that's where it gets a little sticky because we don't want to separate the party based on. D&D &D 
Yeah. Right. And if he takes you right. into his house right. and no, shuts no. the door, I'm on my own. <laughs> right. We're boned. And we're probably going to have to take a while to get into the house while he's doing God knows what with you in there. Yeah. Splitting two people into there is safer than splitting one person. <laughs> and Kinky. If you are trying to portray... You know, a nobleman of, of something. A nobleman. Yeah. A nobleman isn't going to go somewhere without at least a retainer. Well, now we need to know a little bit more about him and what his position really is. I mean, he's a fake mobster devil. Right. So he sounds like a pretty terrible guy. Right. But as you guys are having this discussion, are you guys like right outside of his house? Uh, I think we're still like across the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you guys have probably been, at this point, you guys have been standing there talking for a few minutes. He actually just opens the door. <laughs> he himself and yeah and looks right out at you guys and says what's going on why are you loitering in front of my apartment or my house I heard that Ravi the pushy lives here <laughs> that's not clean <laughs> <laughs> he smashing the pot if he attacks us we're good stop <laughs> <laughs> so nothing we just talked about he says he kind of he looks at you he says <laughs> The name's Razi, and you better do a good job not to forget it. And I and I'm gonna take this as a personal offense. I'm just kidding, pal. I'm just kidding, pal. Yeah, my name's Razi. What do what do you want? He's actually a pretty nice guy. Mm. Well, you guys are just gonna <laughs> fucking stand there, or are you gonna you gonna say something? I mean, my gut instinct is to say something that none of you want me to say right now. So either I'm say it, or he's walking inside. Right, I'm waiting for someone to either come up. say it or he's walking inside. He's like, you got five seconds before I walk back inside this door and I and I and I get my boys to get you out of these streets. Quinn steps up to him and says, "Quinn Southwind, looking for some connections in the city." Ah, well, why didn't you say so? Come on, fellas, please come in, come in. Let's 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 have some tea. Let's talk. Weapons at the door. On. He's like, if we're going to have a gentleman's discussion, we're going to have a gentleman's discussion, you leave your weapons at the door. So I put... uh, And he says, as a sign of good faith, you see, he's got two daggers at his belt and a light crossbow sort of like on a a shoulder strap. He removes his weapons and he sets them into a case right by the door and, and closes it and locks it. I mean, I know that we're all walking in, but we're all aware that we're walking into a mobster devil's house right now and he's asking us to put our weapons down. Quinn's yeah, confidence. Yeah, we, have, we really to it. right, but then we're gonna raise suspicion if we don't walk in. I think he's you coming? We go on it. Yeah, yeah. Quinn. We're going. Quinn takes the initiative and just kind of drops his uh, his rapier and short bow. Uh, he pauses for a second about the dagger. Uh, so I guess I'm gonna try to kind of keep it. Try to slide a hand it away. Yeah. Sure. Nine. He sees you trying to pocket it, and he's like. No funny business. I take it right out and put it with my stuff. Thank you. I'll be watching you. <laughs> Keep an eye on this guy. If he gets out of hand, I'm not going to have no problems killing him here. He's threatening me and my family. Now, who do you think that who do you think the gods are going to listen to? Huh? Use nobodies or me? So I just kind of nod at the rest of them and tell them to take their uh, their weapons off. That's what I thought. Come on into my living room. Please make yourselves comfortable. And you see that um, the interior of Razi's home is even more lavish than the outside. Fine woven rugs adorn all the floors. Intricately carved chairs and tables wait inside the entryway. Large painted portraits of himself in various poses line the walls. Uh, and he invites you into this large parlor room. with like red leather armchairs arranged around a central table made of polished marble. 
Four glasses and a crystal decanter sit atop the table, and a small fireplace burns along one wall with various trinkets and knickknacks covering the mantel and shelves throughout the room. Large bookshelves are oddly arranged towards the back of the, back of the parlor, and uh, you see Razi kind of walks over and starts pouring himself a drink and fills the other glasses and kind of snaps at one of his, his guys in the kitchen to, to grab him a couple more. And he says, he just, he's, he's pouring um, what looks to be um, and, like champagne or something like that into these glasses. And, uh, not a sponsor. <laughs> not a sponsor. This is not a sponsor comment. Uh, and he's, he, he kind of like gestures, like, have a seat. Do you guys sit down? Uh, Quinn takes the seat right away. Right. Kind of crosses his leg and leans back a bit. You know the company you're in. Hobbit's going to sit as far away from him as possible. Sure. I'm, I'm going to stand the... I mean, it's all kind of a circular arrangement, yeah. He's kind of sitting uh, in a chair, you know, like kind of facing all of you, and you know, it's kind of all arranged in a circle, but he's, 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 he's deliberately facing all of you guys. So I'm at all times just eyeing the door. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I'm very on edge. Like, just what have like I got myself yeah. Of course. Well, you see, Razi kind of, you know, just... Could we... Do just, we see anybody you know, else in here other than him? Could just, we run just, the, just the one guy he had in the kitchen, and uh, who's like kind of adjacent to you guys. You know, you have the parlor room, and then like there's a doorway that kind of leads to his kitchen, <clears throat> and there's a hallway that kind of separates him. But like, you know, he's, he's within earshot, for sure. Um, you kind of see Razi fold his legs and say, Now, what, may I ask, brings you to my doorstep? All right, I'm going to do the, the cantrip. I'm going to give him guidance, if you'd like it. We're near enough to each other to take. Uh, I figured you did that before he walked in. To be why well, didn't roll the d4? No, he you don't roll the d4. He rolls a d4 when he makes right, right, right. The check. Oh, okay. It adds it to yeah. my. And okay. He's got he's got it for like what, like ten minutes or a minute or something yeah. like that. Like yeah, it's basically like a reverse part of inspiration. Yeah, you can okay. still use it. Yeah. So I explain that. Yeah, what's the angle here? So you're telling the truth. He the truth. well, I'm telling him my truth. I'll put it that way. Me and my companions are in town uh, looking to make connections, if you know what I mean. And he kind of nods his head. He's like, go on. Uh, we're looking to possibly strike a deal. And he, you kind of see him rub his fingers together. And, you know, you can you can tell that his... his I mean, like, do me, actually, give me a perception check really quick. Sure. Uh, you can choose... Passive perception or... Just, no, active perception. And you can choose to add the modifier before or after the roll, just so you know. The thing that I gave you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can choose to If add. I think I might have failed, I can... Right, you I can use it after you um, I'm going to not use it right now, but I uh, rolled an 11 total. Uh, you can still tell that he's... I mean, his, his hands are... I mean, he's rubbing his hands together, but they seem to be ever so slightly, um, like, jittering a bit. So I, I uh, perceive that he's like, nervous? You're not really sure if it's nervous or if maybe he's, like, if it's, if it's some kind of tick or something like that. Sure. It's, it's hard for you to tell. Okay. Um, he says, it depends on the kind of deal you're trying to strike, my friend. What do you have to offer? My first question to you is, what are you exactly in control of in this town? He says, well, if you haven't heard my name... And you'll know what I do. Then what brings you to my doorstep? If you if you know who I am, you'll know what I do. We are new to town, and your name did come up. So we figured we would come to you and see what we could do for you. And you kind of... I mean, he starts to like... He, okay, you know what? Give me... At this point, I'll let you give me your persuasion. Okay. 
17. 17? You see his, you see his, his hands definitely start to calm a bit. But uh, he, you, 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 you can tell at this point he's definitely paranoid. Like, really paranoid. And it's probably because of the fact that, you know, he's being hunted by a lot of things in sure. a lot of different places. And he says, you know, you kind of you hear him, like, as you're kind of explaining. He's like, you just kind of see him throw his hands in and he's like, enough! And, and as he says that, like, his voice begins to change a bit. Um, you start hearing it get a little deeper um, and a little more, like, almost like there's, like, smoke behind every breath. And he says, enough! Long have I tried to remove myself from this eternal war! He's like, I have since stopped caring about demons and devils or whatever in the hells happens on those planes. It will take me some time to find out who sent you, but as I pull those fading memories from your dying bodies, I assure you that not only will you burn for eternity in the fires of the nine hells, but I'll make sure whoever sent you to get me will forever spend an eternity in anguish. Amen. I knew I should And as he... He, you, you think that no matter how good you tried to persuade him, like he was paranoid from the start. Sure. And he wanted to get you into his lair. Sure. So, as he speaks, you see his eyes burst into torrents of flame and his clothes incinerate around him. You hear his bones start to snap and crack as his skin breaks open to reveal a monster contained within. In a matter of seconds, Rozzy's body is nothing but ash, and before you stands a terrifying red devil with fiery wings and blood-red horns that scrape the ceiling of this 15-foot-tall parlor. I turn to my companions and I say, well, that didn't go well. And we're going to roll initiative right now. Okay. Zero. Uh, 20. Paradel. Got 15. Quinn. 16. Hoblet. 11. Ezra. 13. All right, Zero, we're going to start with you. You're face to face with Trias and Romus, or Razi for short, and he is—he is West. He's big and he's scary and he's way, really upset. way more powerful than you and super paranoid that you guys are here or not to get him. Okay, so the room is um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a, yeah, it's like you know the parlors. It's it's a 15 foot tall parlor, and I'd okay. say the dimensions are probably you know I would say maybe 25 feet by 15 or 20 feet. Okay. And I'm saying it's a good it's a small parlor. It's got the nice like chairs and there's a fireplace, there's like torches and sconces on the walls and stuff like that. It's very well decorated. Yeah. Yeah. So and we are how far away from the lobby and where we left our weapons? Oh pretty far. You guys are about I'd say about forty to fifty feet away from all your stuff. Okay. Good talk, good team. Well, I'm, I'm, I remain standing. You're fine. Yeah, and, I, and you're I, the I most fine out of all of us right now because you can actually fight unarmed. Yeah. So, you trying to run back to your weapons? Well, if it was you guys are just, in, I mean, I mean, you guys, are, he's, 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 win, he's well within reach of all of you only because we he's standing hulking form. over you with we these giant claws of horns. Yeah. I say we all trying try to, to go back if to we are, if we yeah. are yeah. considered engaged, any of us leaving triggers an oppy. So he gets to attack you every time you try to move away from him because you are within five feet of him and he is not engaged with any particular person. He's just, it's all of you. Mm-hmm. Right. So the moment you try to move away with outside of five feet of him, he will swing at you. So can we, uh, is, can we still talk to him? Does he still want to talk? I think he's not interested in talking right now. <laughs> Do I have anything on like, me that could be a distraction whoa. that is not a weapon? 
I mean, why don't you look in your inventory and you tell me? I mean, it depends on like what's in your bags and stuff like that. Because right. uh, the only thing he had you keep at the door were your weapons. I did say that. Right. You're still wearing your armor, you know, and all that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use my action to take a quick look around the room. People with rooms this gaudy almost invariably mount swords above their fireplace. So let's call it a perception check to sure. look around for Absolutely. that. Or anything else we can use as improvised weapons. Absolutely. Awesome. Two, and that's going to turn to four. <laughs> Your eyes briefly gloss over, but completely don't notice the sword, shield, and axe on the wall. And he says, Does anybody see any weapons? <laughs> And you can almost hear the whir of the servos as his neck snaps back and forth to scan. Refrigerator blindness passing right over whatever yes. might be there. Yeah, there's your action. Okay. <sighs> Quinn. So I'm assuming you're not trying to move away from him. No. Well, zero, I mean. I'm sorry. Before the end of your turn, were you trying to move? No, I didn't think so. No. I'm going to be a... Support player at this point, and I'm going to cast Bane on him. Requires concentration and a drop of my blood, unfortunately. Uh, and then uh, he must make a charisma saving throw. Oh, unfortunately, he's very good at those. He is? Well, I mean, you're doing it. 19? Yeah. Does he take any damage yep, if he saves? No. Nothing. Mm-hmm. No, it's more to help you guys out that are going to actually swing at him. No. I guess, well, no, I don't have an action. I can only move, right? Mm-hmm. Is there anywhere that I can go that would no. give me any sort of... The only of... way is back, in a way. Can I step back while continuing to look at him? I mean, he's going to say he's gonna swing at you, yeah. Even though I have... Doesn't matter. You're moving away from him. Sure, sure. Okay, uh, I will I will stay where I am. Sure. Yeah, Peridot. I'm going to make another scan of the room. Yeah, I mean, just... I mean, I'm just going to tell you, because I kind of already said it. I just said that he didn't notice it, because that's my way of being cheeky. There's okay. there's weapons on the wall All right. hung up. You don't really know how what what their quality is or anything like that. I mean, they look like ornamental for sure. Sure. But um, they're on the wall. I wanna, <laughs> I'm going to try to see if I can see if any of them are loose or... I mean, you could grab them, but you'd have to move away from him to do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's, he, would, he would have to miss you in order for you to continue to move and do okay. that. That's the only way you'd be able to continue your movement. Is if you get hit when you get an opportunity attack against you, your movement is interrupted and done. Okay. So it's up to you if you want to risk that. But we're coming... I mean, he's, he's last, too, but we're coming up to him. Hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for it. You're going to go for it? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, he's going to make it... So he's going he's gonna to try to claw, uh, claw at you. Okay. Immediately. He gets a um, 22 to hit. That's a hit. Good God. Okay. I think you had the best shot at (laughs) actually doing that. 23 damage. All right, so Peridil is down, but does not appear to be bleeding out. Do I describe that? (laughs) Um, But he's down and unconscious. Uh, We We have Ezra now. I don't know what to do. I really don't want to fight this guy. I don't know. It's up to you, my friend. Um, do I, what Ezra would do. Beat the shit out of Steve. <laughs> you do that, everybody. <laughs> Dude, you're fucking crazy <laughs> with it. 
<laughs> Run in there and whack him in the face a hundred times. We got your back. <laughs> yeah, but I'm already... Oh, wait, I only used one this time around. This is just the big dude. Can I dodge in defense? Like, say, when I move, can I... It says, spend one key point, take the disadvantage or... Dash action as a bonus action. Disengage or disengage. Dash. Yeah. Disengage. 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 So what disengage allows you to do is um, disengage. Yeah, you're able yeah. to you, I, you, you use your action and you, there's the yeah he would not get an he would that. not get an attack of opportunity against you if you disengage, but that would be your action for the turn. Right. <laughs> yes. If I disengage, so if I got hit, yo, you don't even oh. no. Instead if of he grabbed you, like he wouldn't be able to take that action to attack you if you try to move away if you use that as your action. Right. That's what I'm trying. I'm trying yeah. to get back towards so the you door. So you can just take that action now without spending any key points. Because disengage is an action you can just take on your turn. Um, let's let's go. Let's move towards the weapons. Let's try and... Are you, are you, gonna, are you disengaging and going towards the weapons or are you just trying to move towards them? If he just moves towards them, he's going to get attacked. Correct. Yeah. So disengage, right? So I'll yeah. disengage. Okay, sure. And you move towards the weapons? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you make it there because he can't... Yeah, you you definitely get away from him. All right. So, I mean, you're still, like, probably 15 feet away from him. Right, right. Yeah. All right, hobble it. How far am I from these? this axe? That's on the wall? Yeah. 10 feet? Between me and him? Or can I just grab... Away from him. You'd have to get away from him and climb over the mantle, on top of the mantle, and grab it. Um, well, I'm leaning a couple ways here, gents. He's got pretty good dexterity saves, so I feel like if I cast something, he's just going to dodge it. So I, I'm so flipping clumsy. <laughs> Would it maybe be an athletics check to jump up on the mantle? And get this axe? I would say it would be, but you'd have to get away from him first. So how are you choosing to do that? Uh, are you just trying to run and see if he hits you or not? Or are you going to disengage? Damn it. Wait, I can disengage as well? I can just... Disengage is an action anyone can take. Mm -hmm. as, but does, okay. as does disengage mean you can't... You can't attack. That's your action for the turn. For the turn. Okay, cool. Yeah. You get one action. You can disengage and then move, which gives mm -hmm. you that opportunity. To it right. didn't go so well for me. <laughs> well, because you didn't disengage. You just yeah. you just turned oh, away. Oh, okay. Yeah. You tried. You you went, you went for the gamble. Okay, right. Get your weapons. Get your hammer. Yeah. No, because I'll never make it back there. I only have twenty five feet. Is my range. You you got you can run way further. Yeah. I'm going to disengage and grab the. Am I able to tell which of the weapons on the wall looks the most sturdy? Or do they all appear relatively... Like, can I tell if, if you one want to take an if You know, you already taken an action, so I'm going to say it's really hard to tell. I mean, they look nice. They're shiny. So from afar, they do... They're shiny. All I right, mean, then I'm going for the axe. Yeah, okay. That's my, yeah, that's my right. goal here. All right, I'll, yeah. That's, that's what you do. You make it to the... You make it... Uh, give me an athletics check, then. Um... Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Uh, critical fail for those of you. That's a one. That's another one. Another one. Wow. And that's so, a different die than the other. 
So a different group of people. What happens? <laughs> I mean, you make it away from Razi. You know, you disengaged fine. When you went to climb up the mantle, though, you immediately lost your footing and are now prone on your back. <laughs> and then your turn is over there. <laughs> so Razi, <laughs> Razi is gonna look is, is gonna look at you, look at all of you, and and, and uh, you're gonna see him kind of raise his claws up. And as a legendary action, he's going to take the fire from the fireplace and shoot it at, and sort of like kind of almost like let it, it almost explodes into these sort of, you know, like just throughout an array of sparks and yeah. fire uh, throughout the room within, 50, within, 50, within a 50 foot radius. And he scorches the walls and everything, but it doesn't really appear to like actually set anything on fire. But I want everybody who's alive to make uh, dexterity, or who's conscious, as you say, to make dexterity saving throws, please. Am I behind any sort of advantage? Correct. Am I yes, behind? Yes, you are at disadvantage. I'm not behind any sort of cover. That doesn't matter from this. No. Uh, so I'm just gonna start. I'm gonna go around. Joe. Eleven. Fifth. Mike. Natty. Natty. And nine. Nine. Everybody but the Natty fails. So twenty to the people who failed, and ten to the pass. Is everybody down? Mm-hmm. Okay. Again, you are not. Well, you're down. Oh, no, I am not down. No, but everyone else, you are not bleeding out. You are at zero hit points, stable. The flames like cauterized your wounds as they kind of as they took you out. Zero, it's it's only you left. Looks down, pat, pats down a uh, errant flame on his robe. Uh-huh. <laughs> Looks up. That won't be necessary. Puts his hands up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and uh, surrenders, and you see that, like he looks at all of you, kind of strewn about the floor, and like you see this kind of look cross his face, like um, of almost relief, and you hear him actually just start to laugh. <laughs> he he realizes at this point he's no longer in danger from you guys, and he looks about the parlor at you and your friends that are all injured and incapacitated. And you see a slight smirk appear on his face, and as he opens his mouth, exposing his short, sword-sized teeth. He says, Ha! This is incredible! You aren't here to me to bring me back, are you? Um, and so he takes a few steps back and has a seat on a large cushioned chair behind him that is disguised as a somewhat artistic bookshelf. Then bursts into flames and at casually. That, <laughs> yeah, and he sort of, like, sits down, and, you know, the guys who were unconscious, he kind of, like, you know, he's like, he kind of points, he's like, go on, wake him up. I wasn't trying to kill yous. And he kind of like, yeah. yeah. So you guys had to slowly like grumble and groggle back away one hit point. And he's like, okay, hold on a second. So if you're not here to find me, why are you here? For real. If my guidance is worn off, can I touch Quinn again to give him guidance now to just... He's going to see you cast a spell. Yeah. I wouldn't do anything. Okay. You have to like say you know say words and gesticulate, so it's not like uh, gonna be doing it in any sneaky fashion. I mean, not for nothing. Is there any shot here? I feel like whoever has the energy to do it, of those who are just grumbling awake from being unconscious right now, they're just gonna just blurt out blood. Yeah, <laughs> just a single word. <laughs> they don't even have the the facilities to. Filter themselves. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, what do you tell him? He's, he's asking, what are you really here for? Come on, speak up. So here's the deal, friendo. <laughs> All right. We got your name. 
from a Moldrin out in the country. The Moldrin's not after you. He needs a bit of devil's blood to get out of here. We've killed an ogre, and now we're here. I'm sick. I'm tired. If we help get this Moldrin out of here, it might be good for you as well. Could we have a bit of your blood, sir? You're going to see him pause because you kind of, the moment you mentioned the Modrins, you know, mm-hmm. he, he, he kind of understands because they're hunting him too. So he says, listen, I understand what you're trying to do here. Okay. And I'm sorry that I potentially murdered, maimed, you know, I, I, did, I wasn't trying to kill. As, as you see, I'm a reasonable businessman. But I know that if I give you my blood, there's a chance that they can trace that and find me. So you understand the predicament that that finds us in. So, I propose this. We make a deal. I give you a little bit of my blood, but I may have to call in a favor at some point. Just one favor from one of you. Hapless heroes ride together. You'll only be gone short time, promise, and it won't take long, but it's when I choose, when I need you, I'm going to bring you to me. You don't worry about how, but you, but when it happens, you'll know. But he's only going to get one of us? Only one of you for a moment of your time. Alright. Hoblet is looking around... You very hesitantly yeah. at his friends as he does not like this like trying to maybe gesture to them that perhaps we could offer the jewel that we're getting as counterpayment or something I don't like the idea of one of us being singled out by a mobster that never I'm Italian that never ends well <laughs> so I just don't I, I feel like Scottish if <laughs> I feel IRL. Like if, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like if we could, but then we're do we did all we fucking Quinn over in his in his mind. He says, awesome. "Listen, I promise you, I won't kill you. It ain't for. It's not like a, I'm gonna take care of you." And he's like, "No, you're doing this. Like, I'm gonna do this for you. You do a little something for me. I promise it's not anything crazy. I just may need a favor and need some muscle, or maybe someone who's good with words for like a few minutes." So Quinn kind of. Looks- I'm a man of my word. You know. If you make a deal with the devil, all right, I understand the expression, all right, but I'm a man of my word. <laughs> May we have our weapons on the way out, sir? Um, if you want, you can. Someone can roll an insight check to see if, like, how he's, you know, if he's actually if he's deceiving you or if he's serious. So I will. Social acumen. I have a plus like. four. Insight. I mean, I do. But he's I talking to you right now, anyway, anyway, since you talked to him. Yeah. Insight. Yeah. Twenty-two. He's being genuine. Okay. So if he'll let us take our weapons on the way out, I'm. He says, yep. Quinn, Quinn looks around and just sees five of us, knows there's a 20% chance he chooses me anyway, and he, he says, ex- he, ex- he extends a very long-fingered, long-clawed hand. This is how we do it. And Hoblet puts his hand down like this. Like what? Flat. Flat, okay. So that everybody then puts their hands in on top, like a sports Herbal team. joins. They're doing it in real life, folks. Quinn rolls his eyes and adds Because <laughs> the devil... Come did. on, buddy. <laughs> you see him kind of place it on top. 
And then Hobbit just yells out, DEAL! Okay. <laughs> and you see him take his claw, he pricks his hand. Uh, who's got a receptacle for this? I've got something. Ed pulls out a vial that used to contain lubricant, but has been pretty cleaned out. That was in this bag. Sure. Yeah, he pricks his hand. He he sort of drips it into this like this vial or whatever it is, you know. And he says, "Okay, well, it's a deal." Could have just talked to this guy. Well, he he was overly paranoid at first. Yeah. I think once he realized you weren't these elite. Well, like, once you start calling people, him a pussy, right. I mean, I'd get paranoid too. Right. So <laughs> that's how I roll. <laughs> You guys are now in possession I thought I could get of both Devil's Blood and Ogre Hair. Let's get the hell out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I'm also going to say that that is where we are going to call it for this episode, my friends. Ugh. Don't worry. If the devil needs someone for something with moral peril, I'll go. <laughs> I don't... What's he going to do? Take my soul? Right. Yeah, there's a dilemma. All right, so... Um, Thank you all for listening. Um, again, we are the Hapless Heroes. I really want to, you know, just thank, thank you guys for sticking with us. And if you're still listening, then it's really awesome, and I love you. Um, I'm going to go ahead and introduce everybody on the table again. We have Joe playing Ezra. Hi. Mike playing Quinn. Till next time. Dave playing Zero. Bonjour. Our new friend, Zach, playing Paradil. So long. And James playing Hoplet. <laughs> Bye, friend. <laughs> and again, my name is Francesco. I'm your host and DM. Shoot us a follow on at Hapless Heroes on Twitter, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>